Okay, so uh, sitting in the academy uh, with David, rhythm guitar player with Airborne. Good afternoon, good evening. How are you doing? I'm very good. Good, good. good. You. you just started your UK tour. How's it, how's it been going? It's been going really great, yeah. We're, uh, what are we, uh, four shows in, three shows in? Um, it's been it's been great. All the shows have been uh, pretty much sold out and, yeah. and, and near sold out. So the whole tour overall has been a pretty great success. You know, I've had some awesome crowds come down. Excellent. And this is this is your third time in Newcastle or second time? Um, in this venue, we have played here once before, probably on No Guts. Yeah. Um, the last album tour, but um, I actually don't know. I've been here through here a few times, like over the years, right. from the first album to now. Okay. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I, I don't know whether it was a no good spot. If this is the only time that you've played previously, sort of thing, it must have been that tour that I've Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. And uh, you've just done Hard Rock Hell. What was yeah. that like? Oh, it was a bit of fun, you know. Um, it was, yeah, a different location this time to when we played it in 2010, but oh, they were great, you know. It was, okay. We were on pretty late, and um, yeah, it was a, just a good day, good band of bills, and uh, a bill of bands, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Do, just, do just you like enjoy festivals? Shows. Festivals are good. Um, they're different to doing our own shows, like uh, in, in, a, in both in good, different ways, but good ways. Um, festivals is good because uh, just the atmosphere of you know playing on a big stage to such huge crowds, like uh, Download this year, for instance, we had a massive, you know, it was one of the biggest crowds I'd had on the second stage for the whole weekend or in a long time. Um, so, and it's a good way of getting out to a lot more broad, audience um but also the our headline tours like this are great because you know it's your show it's your tour people are there for for you and they're for your show so yeah, yeah they're both good in their way okay and i, I kind of think you i mean you, you, over here anyways i felt like you came from out of nowhere you didn't have to do the little clubs and things like that you pretty much in the UK and it was like whoa yeah it kind of took off quick we did do the first tour we ever did was a pub tour like right. um, of back in 2008 I think it was yeah right. um, but it did grow quite quick you know um, but obviously you know we've tried to get back here over those years as much as we can each year yeah it's been pretty full on since then you know there's been yeah. no kind of breaks for everyone it's just been go 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 since the since the first album so but it has it's, things have grown pretty rapidly for us which yeah. is great and, and I mean do you, do you like playing the bigger stages rather than little swarming. Obviously there's more people and stuff like that. But if you had the choice to do uh, a bigger stage that wasn't your own show or a smaller club, but it's your own show and it's a hot, sweaty, yeah, old court airborne. We crowd. like them both, you know, like we still we still do play pub shows and we are a pub band, started yeah. off as a pub band. So um, we just went back and played our hometown in Warrnambool back in Australia right. and, um, just a few months ago and played a small pub with just a couple hundred people. Um, we, we still enjoy them, hot, sweaty little gigs, because it's, you know, it's what we started off doing. Um, they're fun, it's more intimate, you're right in the, 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 your crowd's right in your face, you know, and then it's just, they're fun shows. But as well as, you know, hopping on a download stage or a walking stage in front of 70,000, 80,000 people, that's a great feeling as well. Right. And you say that you went back to Australia and played a, a pub gig again. What was it like when you started doing the bars in Australia? Because they've got a bit of a reputation as a... It's a hard training ground, isn't it? To, yeah, to yeah. Well, we had a pub called the Criterion Hotel, which right. is now just knocked down now. It had closed up and knocked down, and that was pretty much the only main kind of place to play in Warrnambool when we were before we moved to uh, Melbourne. And um, yeah, that was a pretty. It could be a rough kind of pub, you know. Like when biker gangs would actually, when they were on tour around Australia, they'd come through Warrnambool, and that would be the pub they would go to. Right. 
So it was um, it was just a dirty rock bar, but we used to have the best gigs there, the best fun there, and that's where we kind of kind of trained ourselves up before we moved to the Big Smoke down to Melbourne. And then um, Melbourne was full of all those old school kind of uh, pubs, band venues that have been around for years, you know, since kind of 70s and all that. So to play them kind of places, it was, yeah, they're great. But unfortunately, as, uh, as everywhere else in the world, they're trying to close them up because of noise restrictions and this right. and that and all this legislations these days you know but yeah. but um melbourne's trying to fight to keep a lot of them open and keep them there because they're just there's so much history about them right and, you know and, and it's, i mean because obviously the uk like the bar world is dying on its feet yeah the smoking ban and things like that and as you say music licensing you've got to have this much license and then all this it's a show and stuff like that so is that the same in australia then, that it's Pretty much, it seems to be the same everywhere. Everywhere right. we go, like we we hear of it in the states and here in Europe, and, and obviously at home, it's right. just um, it's just the modern world, you know. Um, residential houses is getting too close into like you know the city parts, and yeah. that, that, that's what causes a lot of the people trying to complain well, about noise restrictions. Next to a pub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and and then they move in, and you know, then yeah. a bunch of them complain, and then yeah. the forces, you know, they put a. Either the pub has to raise money to soundproof itself, or they, they, they just can't afford it and they get shut down. It's, it's. Uh, I know I'm, sp- I'm not supposed to swear on your radio, but it's bullshit. That's allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> so when you when you were starting, when when uh, can you remember, as a band, when you suddenly thought, we've got something going here. There's there's something special about this band. Do you remember when that? We were pretty focused from the start, really. Yeah. Like Joel and Ryan uh, were uh, the driving force, obviously being brothers. They yeah. started it and they'd been playing from a very young age. And Streety and I come in and and we were all had the same focus. You know, we we, we were all played together for nearly two years in Warnable and just just rehearsed every weekend religiously, just working on our craft and working on our sound. And um, until we all thought, well, we have to get out of here and move to the city. So we we're all committed from the start, and we all. You know, gave up what we were doing and just focused on nothing but airborne, and, and took it to the city, and all moved in there together, and right. that's when, we, yeah. And once we got to the city, we kind of didn't know what, what to expect really. But um, it was more we were just like, let's not get tangled up in the scene when we get to the city. Let's just stay focused on what we're doing, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, look, we we kind of had that from the start and until we got down there. People were interested inter- interested in us pretty quick. Right. Um, certain gigs, you know, we had right. kind of. Wasn't long until we got a manager on board, and well, we had a promoter first, and then a, and then manager management came in, and then label interest, um, just from our, our work ethic of I guess what we how we drove the band. Okay. You know, and, and you're the rhythm guitar player. Have you always? Is that what you've wanted to do? Yeah, yeah you know, I'm, you have I'm, no. I'm, gone. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't know what it's, people. People guitarists. Everyone thinks to be more about the solos. I don't. I couldn't care less about doing a solo. I, I love. Being the rhythm, it's it's a big responsibility, yeah. and you know you just you, you lock Biggest into the drums, the song, it? and it's fun. I just you know I'm obviously a fan of Malcolm Young. I just love yeah. his his right hand. It's all in the right hand yeah. of how you play and feel the music, and you know obviously it's kind of I think of myself you know half guitarist, half singer as well. It's kind of I love to sing and play a lot as well, and obviously right. we're a very vocal band. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of backup vocals going on as well yeah. in, in parts of the songs and. But um, yeah, I also played drums in my younger days as well. I guess right. that's kind of what helped me with playing, with being a rhythm guitarist. Uh, you know, it's just I lock into Ryan on the drums, and right. I kind of play like a drummer on guitar in a way. Just a lot of my hits are on the kick and snare, and 
keeping the it's, tour. It seems like quite a popular <laughs> thing. Like uh, a lot of guitar players, I think, are frustrated drummers. And maybe, I don't know, because it, whether it's more expensive to be a drummer or it's too noisy in your <laughs> folks' house or something. Yeah, like, it is um, hard. But all I, of a sudden, I think for our style of music, rhythm and guitar is fun. You know, like yeah. a, a, different genres of music, it might not, it's different. But for rock and roll, it's very blues kind of playing, you know, it's fun playing that stuff yeah. on rhythm and guitar. And do you come up with a lot of the riffs or is that Joel's? Uh, Joel, Joel, Joel kind of comes up with a lot of them in, you know, sound check. One of us might start playing a riff in sound check and then we get out the recorder like that and shut yeah. it down and, and put ideas down. But we all feed off each other. We're one of them bands. We've been playing together long enough now where someone kind of starts playing a cool riff and everyone just, Ryan will just come in on the drum straight away and it all right. just starts gelling together. Right. And, um, but um, yeah, and then we kind of put a heap of ideas down and then when it's time for doing an album, we come off the road and we, we just kind of get out all the little bits and pieces of recordings from, from on tour and whatnot and just try and dissect it all and put it together into a song. Okay. And has that always been the way or do you feel over the last three albums that the way that you write songs have changed because of maybe the way that certain songs go down on tour or you know because of the size of stages that you play and things like that if you had to think about well, that's not going to work you know yeah. little riffs and things aren't going to work on a massive stage and yeah, uh, I think for the last three albums it's worked that way because like the old saying in, in this industry is you've got your you got your whole life to write your first album and then after that one, you've, you've got mu- not much time <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff there there was still a lot of leftover stuff from over the years that right. we're, we haven't even got to yet, you know. So we have a lot of, lot of demos and stuff that are might not have made the, the cut for the last album, but they just need a bit right. more work on them and, and swapping this and that out and putting this right. in. So um, yeah, but we write a lot on the road, and a lot of it is tour driven, right? And uh, you know that, and also there's a lot of um, spontaneous songs that we come up with at the very last minute in the studio as well. Like Diamond right. the Rough was one of them songs. Right. That was written in the studio towards the end of the album. We just come up, that riff just come out of nowhere and then it just right. it was one of those songs that just come together real quick and just worked. A lot that, that happens a lot in the right. studio as well. And writing on the road, I mean do you have little pro tools rigging the bus and stuff or Yeah, um, yeah, we normally take you know, we all have our laptops and stuff and Macs good recorders like the Zoom even the yeah. iPhone's a good recorder now yeah. for just putting an idea down but yeah. um, yeah we normally take recording stuff with us in case you know there is that spare time a lot of downtime on the road when you're travelling we'll set it up yeah. in the back lounge of the bus and yeah. and try and um, you know put stuff down but um, right. on this tour not so much but probably definitely this this cycle will go a lot of next year we'll probably start getting looking into the into the writing cycle again before right. it gets to the end too close to the end of this album so and the, the latest album, uh, I kind of felt like it had a, a bit of a heavier guitar sound this time. Yeah. Slightly more gritty, maybe a little bit more scooped in the, the sound sort of thing. I don't know yep. whether that is true or not, but it just came across that way. And certainly uh, your latest tune. Uh, back in the game. That's the yep. one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it has a, you know, you're doing the pinch harmonic stuff and things like that, which is something I hadn't really heard in your earlier yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit metal for Airborne. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, the tone of the guitars yeah. anyway. It's one of them songs we, yeah, the tones vary a bit on this album. Um, we kind of haven't been, we haven't been real 100% happy with some of the guitar tones on the previous right. albums, but this one we spent a lot of time on getting them, and obviously our engineer, um, was very good at just nailing particular sounds that we wanted to get, and we went in there right. and trying all these different, you know, classic Marshall JMPs and this and that. But um, yeah, back in the game was one of them songs that just needed a bit more gain and a yeah. bit more, um, you know, overdrive kind of thing. 
Hungary is another one that's got a bit of a different tone. Just those, a faster one that just needs a bit more of a, not Metallica, but kind of sound, but just a, something that suits it. Like, because our sound is kind of very, can be classic guitar sounding and tones and very clean, especially very, the rhythm tones, very clean yeah. sounding. So some, I think the airborne sound, because we're a bit more powerhouse rock, we call it, I think our tones kind of, you can imagine Malcolm, Stone, but with a bit more dirt on top of it as well, just because just we're a faster kind of band. And, but um, yeah, but um, no, we're happy with the tones. And what's your main instrument? Guitar. What's your main? Oh, just the Explorers. Yeah, right. I love me Explorers. And use all of them. Um, and have you always done that then? Oh no, not, Explorers or? not really. No, in the in the start, I actually had a Les Paul, and um, but that wasn't really the guitar for me back then. And we tried a few different ones. I got a couple of Gretches, but um, they never really. I keep them so at home. I mean, that would be a Malcolm. Yeah, I'd, 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 I mean, any guitars we have, we obviously tr- shoot them out and see what sounds the best. And we have a White Falcon that we use in the band as well right. for writing and stuff with. And right. but um, but yeah, mainly like well for shows and to- our tour guitars is just pure explorers across the board, pretty much. Right. And um, which is an odd choice, I've got to say, because yeah. you know, <laughs> it's not the most practical of guitars, is it? it looks great. Yep. Sounds great, but it's you know. Trying to fit it in the case and stuff like that, with you? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, we we have the flight cases and they're all they're sure. all cut to shape, yeah, yeah. so right. yeah, no, it all works out. But they're a great guitar for like they're definitely the airborne image. It is our look, you know, just the jewel explorers and swinging around on stage. You know, it's just I think we've and we thought that was something we you know were looking for in the early days. It's like we need a we need a look. We need our look. Right. Um, and we were, we played flying V's and tried them out. They just didn't feel right, and then we ended up with the Explorers and go, wow, this is. When Joel and I bought ours together at the same time, we're like, this is us. You know, this is right. our, this is going to be our, what we are. Because uh, a fellow Australian Mike out of our Tracer, he's a flying V man, isn't he? Right. So, yeah. Uh, I find them a bit awkward. The flying V. They look cool, but it's not like you can't sit down with you it. You can't sit down with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so. Um, Staying healthy on tour, as I say, I was I was pre-warned by the PR guy. If you've got any kind of illness going on or you think you're going to be ill, cancel the interview, right? And I was like, oh. Okay. Oh right, right, yeah, well, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're a you're a hard rocking band. Again, somebody uh, said to me the other day, one of the most energetic sets he'd seen in twenty years. I think he saw you at either Hard Rock Hell or one of your gigs just on this tour now. And he said yep. it was one of the most energetic sets he'd seen. When I saw you last time, you know, Joel was running around the top of the bar and everything like that. Yeah. You obviously go for it big time. So you can't really be sitting drinking whiskey and what have you all day long, like rock bands supposedly do. I take it you have quite a healthy regime on tour or? Oh, yeah, not? you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mix of, we still have a drink every night, but obviously yeah. we're not rolling around drunk as hell every night because you you couldn't do that every day and wake up hungover but there is the odd day you have a hangover and it's like oh shit tonight's gonna be hard but you manage to just summon the energy up to get through it but but yeah you do have to look after yourself and um like we're saying yeah we're, we're a bit i guess mainly like joel like just he's, he's just it's so hard you're so vulnerable to getting sick on the road you know especially this yeah. time of year there's colds and flus getting around and if joel gets like the flu or a cold his voice is shot for for you know you don't get over that straight away it takes a couple yeah. of weeks and and then you feel you know we feel like we want to be putting in 110 percent every night and if you know say if joel gets sick and he can't sing and then 
in that duration when he's sick, all those people that have bought tickets to the show are going to get a half-assed shit show, or yeah. the energy will still be there, but the vocals might not be tip-top. Yeah. So we're kind of a bit particular about you know trying to just not get a cold, yeah. or it's it's inevitable. You, you end up going down yeah. one by one anyway. Someone in the crew gets sick or bad, it goes through everybody. Yeah. But um, yeah, we try to eat healthy as well. Right. On the road and just uh, and just sleep as well if you can. It's hard because you're on a bus every night. And you, you seem to definitely have like a, a you know the show must go on kind of attitude. Yeah. Uh, look on the your Facebook thing. I saw a show was it Strasbourg or somewhere or somewhere where the oh yeah up yeah yeah, kind of yeah. that was a story and a half actually. It was um the truck didn't get there in time. We got we were coming from Milan in Italy the night before. Uh, truck got held up at the border for customs and through Switzerland. He was taking a different route to come through there and they just kept him there for hours and hours to the point where he still had another, I don't know, five or six hours to get to this gig in Strasbourg and he wasn't going to make it in time. To the point he wasn't going to make it anywhere near in time, like past when the venue was going to shut. So we're like, well, the show's going to get cancelled. Um, it was going to look like, but we thought, no, you know, let's ring up the local hire company and just go there. We pretty much cleaned them all out of everything they had. Just had a collection of some old Marshalls, um, had some like some uh, Vox AC30s, and some even some old Roland amps. We just grabbed it all and goes, we'll just stack it up so it's a wall of some kind of amplifier. <laughs> and, um, Black Spiders, they, they lent us, Ozzy lent me his white SG to play. It was the only guitar right. I had for the night. He actually had a really good tone out of his yeah. guitar through a, an old JCM 2000 I was playing through. Right. Um, we pulled it off, yeah. We managed to pull it off. We got a show out of nothing. We had nothing on the bus. Our whole airborne show was on the truck. All we had was our microphones on the bus because we put them on there to dry them out from the night before. Yeah. And uh, even the airborne banner was on the truck. So, so we, uh, Geraldo, <laughs> one of our guys grabbed a, an airborne t-shirt and just uh, gaffer taped it on the bar and just hang it up. And that was our backdrop. It was a bit of a spinal tap thing, but it just... Yeah, it, it, we pulled it off, but it was good. And, um, I'm sure the crowd appreciated it, yeah. Well, that's right. Attitude, yeah? It was a sold-out show, so we didn't want to pull it, and then, you know, it's disappointing, so Excellent. we thought we could make it work, and we made it work out of, out of nowhere. Excellent. Future, what's what's on the on the cards for the uh, next A lot of... Uh, we're not even really halfway... Well, yeah, I don't think we're even really halfway through this cycle. The album come out. Yeah. Black Dog come out in May, so... I mean, we're at the end of this tour, we're home to Australia. For, Are you uh, home for Christmas? Or? Yeah, home for Christmas years, which is a bonus, uh, but not, I don't know, for how long. And then we're looking at, uh, we're coming out again next year, and all the next year we'll be filled in with touring. I think right. we're definitely coming back for a lot more UK and Europe again next year. Uh, the festivals during over mid-year, and, and then followed by more headline tour. Um, yeah, um, so hopefully tour this right up in 2015, and then probably rip straight into another album excellent with, stuff. with no delay all right <laughs> well dave thanks very much it's been a pleasure to talk to you and uh, have a great show tonight and safe journeys on the rest of your tour you're on a day off tomorrow in glasgow is that right yeah day off in glasgow yeah just gonna be interesting yeah <laughs> i'm looking forward to what's crazy down there <laughs> excellent thanks very much